escape to the metaverse but act like you know yeah you are now tuned into the matthew and rizzle show yeah uh, escape to the metaverse better act like you know you are now tuned into the matthew and rizzle show yeah I was just telling Dragonite how amazing Lisbon was, like top to bottom. Probably that and the the non-NFT conference in Mexico City, top two favorite events ever. That and then like um the first NFT on <laughs> Rizzlefest. <you went> <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Rizzlefest uh, is number three, dude. Come on, yeah, like, dude. I would I would love to hear about it, man. Because uh, was sort of sitting on the sidelines for the whole thing, like watching all of my f- friends hang out together without me and uh, feeling the FOMO. Uh, would love to get into it. So first of all, first of all, shout out Skinny. Like Mexico City, Skinny is my dude. Like through the whole trip, same thing with Lisbon. Like every day, we link Skinny's up. Skinny's so great, man. When I hosted that conference in Spain, Skinny was was my dude the whole trip there too, and showed my wife around and everything. Yeah. It was yeah. Shout out Skinny. Yeah. Like, and he he's finishing up a like a country house or whatever that he's going to be using as like an artist residence and like you're an artist i'm not an artist but he's like yo just come over like fun shit will happen it's more like a collaboration house so i'm like damn he's he's doing big things um but like i was saying in the last episode too this like sky golpe was there and dude met him his wife we were just fucking chatting about everything he was he whipped out his phone he was showing me his whole archive of work like going back to when he was a street artist in the uk like over a decade ago cool. um matias c was there dude matias uh, best, best hugs <laughs> best <laughs> hugs god damn it <laughs> um violet jones and trevor jones were there they were they were a trip um Pantachita. We hung out a bunch. That was that's really fun. Um, our dude Cody was there. Uh, I'm just gonna be like rattling off all the names. Like they're just it was ridiculous. Like Mojada was there. Neurocolor was there. Ryan Koopmans. WG meets, of course. WG meets and I like we got into like a little like wrestling match. Like walking home from um non fungible <laughs> dinner with Luke and crew. So great. It was all fun, but it was just hilarious. Like he's a giant. I'm not. And he was like, seriously <laughs> trying to do this, and they just like it blew me away. It's funny. Um, Metageist was there. Paradox of Stifster as well. Shout out to both of them. Um, dude, Dat Ogar was there as well. Met him uh, in the flesh. That was, that was really fun. That's Dat Ogar the, uh, hit me up beforehand and asked me if I was going to be in Lisbon. I was like, damn it, dude, you're going to be there too? Fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, um, do you remember Bulog, a.k.a. Sven? Of course. Um, OG Crypto Voxels Landover. I saw that he was there. He was there, man. Like he'd been away for a while. Um, Gay Weiss and his wife. We uh, had a crazy night that led up to meeting again Luke uh, and crew and his brother George and his wife and a bunch of other people for for a smallish dinner. That was that was cool. Reinhard Schmid, Rucker Vandertoss, Fanny Luckby, Eleonora Vritzi was there. Even Sandy, like Hackathon's manager, um, Pascal Boyart, like legends, dude. 
I, I mentioned Luke a couple times. Like he hosted me for a couple private dinners. That was he, he's the best dude. Him and I, his. Whole I family. really didn't see like I knew Lisbon was cool last year, but there were also like a lot of cool things last year. But I I really didn't anticipate like Lisbon quickly becoming like ground zero uh, or what seems to be of like you know sort of the OG community uh, conference events and everything. Damn, dude. Yeah. I mean, I think for the European based folks too, it's just, it's so close or like yeah. relatively convenient for all of them to fly over from the UK. It's like maybe a couple hours, you know, from Spain, I think Skinny was like 30, 40 minute flight. And then from everyone else from, from Europe, I mean, there's some connection issues, folks coming in from like Italy and stuff like that, but like nothing too crazy. OMZ was there as well. Strawberry Sith, shout out him. Carlos Marcial. Um, dude, you remember when Strawberry Sith had that? He tested causality at the whip, yeah. the, like the physical meets uh, NFT side of things. Of course, of course. So Carlos was like his uh, his test case for like a real project. I think there's like a hundred editions Carlos minted, and only one of those editions had been signed using that like physical bracelet um, concept that Sith was talking about. Ended up going to a party that Benoit and crew were throwing on the first day on Tuesday. Uh, Carlos was there. So, of course, we hug. Like, after my TSC, Carlos gives, like, second best hugs. And uh, <laughs> he was telling me about the project. I didn't know. I forgot at the time the link between causality and, like, Carlos, which is, like, ironic. Yeah. Um, but Carlos is telling me about it. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, how many people signed it? Like, it was just himself signing his own work. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. Let's, let's do this. So I went to OpenSea. Scooped an edition real quick. It's, they're still there on the cheap. Oh, I actually Not scooped it. one of those. And then um, so it was far. such a simple process. I just uh, scanned the QR code, uh, and then it brought up something for Carlos, and then he scanned his bracelet, and then boom, my shit was signed. It was perfect. It was so simple. That's cool. Cheetah was recording the whole thing. Like, I was like, it's working. And then we like, <laughs> jumped up and down like schoolgirls, and like we, of course, we gave one another a big hug. And every time he did that that week, like he was just hugging people um, in the streets. It was wild. It was, yeah, it was a good time. That coupled with the fact that it was so artist heavy and artist centric. Yeah. Um, last year, the, the word of mouth was out of this world. And like to the credit of the, the organizers of the actual, actual event, they, they took a lot of risks. Like they were doing things I've never seen at conferences. Like, um, like on top of just splitting out the like the stages so there's like a lot of like more many more intimate um spaces for the quote-unquote like panel to talk on they made sure that like they gave out these like red and green pepe paddles basically it was like a yes or no and they were really really um consistent and proactive like engaging the audience like when mm -hmm. the moderator or whatever was had a question he would pose it to the the audience first uh, like a yes or no format, someone would disagree or go the, the contrarian way, and they would literally call that person up and say, "All right, now you're in the panel." <laughs> ah, that's cool, man! Wow, yeah, yeah, and it was it was way more engaging that way. They had a lot of like yeah bells and whistles throughout there. It, it was it was really 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 cool and well done. I you, you got to go back next year. Well, like, this no is doubt. like yeah, man. It's, I'm like, dude, who wasn't there besides me? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you dragonate. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, dude, I, this is like sort of an annoying conversation in like a FOMO way. I'm like, shit, dude. Now I, you know, I 
was watching from the sidelines and, you know, just saw so many people there that I wish I have met or have met like only once before. But uh, we've talked about this before, man, how it's so difficult to get like a large contingency of like the people you want to see in one place these days. Uh, but this seems like it, man. And I like uh, honestly, after hearing you just run down the lineup, uh, have some regrets of not making the extra effort to get out there and everything uh it's, it's just, it just just wasn't in the cards this year man but i this also makes me feel like i should make sure it's in the cards for next year and and plan farther ahead so i can make something like this happen uh dude i, I feel like like big picture man this is sort of like a evolving like transition i don't know if transition is the right word but like in the context of the in real life events going on in the space uh, you know, from when the space started from nothing to like, you know, peak hype cycle to now, uh, you know, it seemed like everyone got sort of swept up in the vortex of like, you know, the space getting bigger and bigger and these events getting bigger and bigger. And like, of course, everyone wants to sort of be where all the action is at and the big things are going on. But it also sort of feels like we're sort of, uh, you, I don't know if the, the communities have like necessarily like fractioned off or whatever, but it definitely feels like there's a cognizant pursuit of these like more intimate gatherings and more like high quality events over like mass, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, the just events trying to gather as many people and you know bodies as humanly possible into yeah. one place and uh you know you mentioned uh lisbon uh non nft summit there, there's other ones too though you know i referenced the one i did in spain last year with polygonal minds that was like yeah. sub 200 but like high quality and, and you know uh intimate event and uh dude I'm, I'm like taking notes on some of these audience engagement tools because i feel like uh it's cool to see uh, it's cool to see like a big event platform take some risks and try something different because it really felt like the old format, which isn't even really that old, but like the format that we've gotten so used to over the past couple of years has gotten stale, like so quickly and unappealing that uh, it's oh, man, you know me, man. I just love seeing people push the boundaries a little bit and this space is like, you know, for that. Yeah. And the, the the main room screens where it was like it was all it was 360 like floor to ceiling massive ceiling and like the the kickoff event was cody and Mar uh, carlos like giving like rousing the crowd with their stories which is fucking epic and their art was humongous like larger than life on the screens around everyone um and the messaging was fresh they weren't fucking it was not a GM wag me situation. Like they were coming up with like really heartfelt, like ways of interpreting where, where the space is at, where we're going. And it's in particular, like the, the artists role in everything. And it was, it was very fresh. And, and I don't want to say, make it seem like it was small or anything. It was actually way larger than anticipated. I think they were looking for something around like 3,500 or so folks based on like initial ticket sales and things like that. Um, leading up to the event, but all in numbers I heard in the second to last day were like around fifty five hundred to six thousand folks. So it was yeah. well attended, and there were a lot of people. And the other thing, it was like a large spectrum of folks. 
generationally you have older folks, way younger folks, you have guys and gals, you have people from all over, man. It was and it's so many people that like even for like NFT studios that like Leandro was there somewhere. I missed him. You know what I mean? Like it just didn't bump into him. There are other projects like that that was just it was it was it was a huge chunk of people and it was just yeah. That almost the makes it more impressive. Oh, yeah. I've got to give a shout out to Eclectic Method and Vector Meldrew and uh, crew. The, the DJ sets that they put on and Arthur as well. Like, it was so fun. It was just so fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, the size of the crowd, the large size of the crowd almost makes it more impressive, man, because I feel like a lot of the people who you mentioned who I would be out there to see as well, uh, first of all, the fact that you were able to find that many people in that large of a crowd means like, I don't know, either you strategize really well or like the circumstances like enabled that to happen. Uh, but also, man, I feel like a lot of that crowd is sort of uh, jaded of the uh, pop culture, like limelight type of events. And so for uh, ETH Lisbon to attract uh, that large of a crowd, but also like a high quality crowd is uh, not something I feel like I've seen replicated very often in the past like year and a half or so. Yeah. I mean, but that goes back to like to, to Rizzlefest, what you did. Um, like everyone that came out there, super high quality, non NFT um, conference down in Mexico City, super high quality, very curated. And the the initial Lisbon crowds that were also like that. And the word of mouth of those um, initially smaller, but super, super high quality events, it, it's, it's a self-reinforcing cycle. They tell their friends who are also generally like really, really good people. And it just, you get <laughs> a year later, all the good people in one place. And yeah. yeah, everyone was stoked for like what would happen next. And you could, you could see everyone's batteries get recharged in real time. And it's like the last night I was there flying Beagle, OMZ and Basilius through this amazing dinner party. And it was probably a group around like 50 or so folks. And Skinny and I showed up. Uh, we were third and fourth. Matias C and his, um, his curator were with them and they were, they were like, they look like little children, super happy. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it was hard to find the, the secret garden place that they were throwing the dinner. Hmm. And Matias, he's like, come here, come here. There's white peacocks. There's white peacocks. <laughs> and they're like these big ass white peacocks, like roaming the ground. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? But shortly after that, the, the rest of the, the party filled up and it was just, we were all grabbing drinks and talking sidebars. It was, the conversation just flowed so perfectly um, all the way into like two, three in the morning. Um, and that was the best way to wrap things up. They had a, a beach party sponsored by the Sandbox the next day, but my flight was a little before that. Um, and I don't particularly like sand. So it was a nice, nice way to wrap everything up and, and head home before the weekend so I could rest up. Because it yep. was draining. As, as fun as it was, I definitely sure. needed like a day to, to recover proper. So, uh, dude, do a little like compare and contrast for me. Because I've been to uh, NFT NYC many times at this point and am familiar with 
you know, that whole programming. And I've been to like several other conferences as well, but that's probably like my best basis for comparison because I know you've been to several of those as well. And and I guess one of my hesitations was I didn't want to go all the way out to Lisbon for it to essentially be like another variation of that, which which it clearly isn't, man. But But having been to both... Uh, I'd be interested to hear your take on what Lisbon and you mentioned a couple things, but like, you know, broad strokes, man, what did, what did they get right that NFT NYC seems like they're dropping the ball on? It was just a, a much more focused conference. Like the, the artists and the art, they were in the forefront. Like there were, there were other discussions that were touching and other projects that were touching on other, other areas in NFTs, like the metaverse and, there's some gaming platforms and things like that that were present. There's some social, like Lens Protocol was there. Fuck them, though, because they still <laughs> won't fucking let me, let me on. Um, but it was really, really art-focused. And anytime you lean in and do something that, that highlights the artist, like, you're just going to have like, a much better time because they're, they're fucking really cool people. And they always are doing cool, cutting-edge shit, like Cody and the Maker's Place. Shout out... Um, they're not over at Maker's Place. They had a cool booth. Cody was doing uh, live art and everything like that. That was, it was so cool for everyone to see. So the focus on the artist side of things, I think, was really smart. Like I mentioned before, it wasn't just a basic-ass conference with a couple stages that people go to. Where the stages were in the buildings, like it was all very thoughtfully set up. With the exception of that big-ass main stage with the, the gorgeous... Um, displays that were wrapped around. Everywhere else was really, really intimate. Um, they maybe had like four or five seats for the panelists, and then the room was really tight. It was really tight. Um, was it all like sort of centrally located? Like the, these rooms were close to each other, or was it, I feel like yeah, that's one of the like things. The, that... the conference center was held in this like old ass palace on the top of a hill, like in in downtown uh... Lisbon. So it was all. It was like a gorgeous venue. So there are like intimate settings within like a large event. Yeah, like like imagine like a big cathedral, right? And you know how the in the cathedral, like there's the main hall, like where like the priest and whatever does his does his business on the stage. But then there's like all these back rooms that are not small because cathedrals are not small. It was was set up like that, and those like back rooms were turned into like mini stages, mini galleries, and things like that. Um, Sky Gope, the, the stage he gave a speech on was called the playground or something. It was set up literally like a fucking boxing ring. Like there were ropes <laughs> outside of the, the stage and like to get in there and like even everyone from the audience that was going in and out, like they would enter through the ropes. <laughs> like they would raise the top rope, lower the bottom rope. It was, it was really fun. It was just like something new and fresh. Like the little details you could tell were very thought through. Um, that was really amazing. And I, on top of that, it's still newish that there aren't as many competing events. I know the the Mocha crew were putting on a, a side event for an afternoon, I believe, but there wasn't really anything outside of just breaking off with uh, your mates and friends to go like grab a bite to eat um, or chat outside. There wasn't anything competing your attention away. Like at NFT yeah. NYC, there's like a million side events at this point because no one goes to the main conference. The conference is, has been like dead for a while. It's just that conference is the excuse for everyone to go to the same city together versus here yeah. where the conference is the main point. And then everything that happens and breaks out off of that, like 
interpersonally, that's that's all icing on the cake and cherries on top and stuff like that. And then Lisbon itself is so cheap, dude. It's so cheap and so easy to get around. Like to and from the airport, Uber is like seven, eight euros. Anything in the city, very cheap. The food, it, I was telling Dragonate, you, like we we ordered for a large party. Like I got the bill and I'm like, is this just for me? And they're like, no, no, it's a whole party. I'm like, what is going on? Like, it, it's wild how cheap it is, especially compared to to America. Um, and so high quality, like the the fish, um, the seafood there is, it's epic. I ate a ton of sardines and cod while I was there. Some cilantro soup and everything. It was that was really amazing. And um, and because of that, like the the other side events, like the private parties and dinners and things like that, so easy to get to. Um, as a result, unlike in New York, where it's like an epic fight to to go from one part of the city to another, and then God forbid you have to like cross over to Brooklyn and back, and it's just a nightmare with the traffic and the cost and stuff like that. I think that all played into helping make it make it really a comfortable experience on top of being like novel and innovative and engaging and fun. Um, yeah. And then for the European folks, like I said before, so convenient. No wonder they, they're coming over there and yeah. no wonder they're more reluctant to, to go over stateside, um, make that long trip for the rat race that is like NFT NYC. All right. Well, listen, man, before you book your next trip or whatever, keep me in the loop and make sure I'm like, I, I think I know why uh, their event does well, man, because uh, you're a great evangelist for it. I'm like, all right, fine. Fuck it. I'm in. Uh, dude, uh, I feel like a lot of it is exactly what you said in terms of like, you know, keeping some of these like higher number events, like still high quality. And I had like a pretty good experience in East Denver. And one of the reasons why was because of the, a similar circumstance where like all the main shit was happening in a central location and there were some side things going on, but not like a ton of them. Uh, and you had the general sense that if you wanted to run into people who were going to be at East Denver, you could pretty much reliably show up at the thing and circle the wagons and find people and, and move from there. And, and that's where I, I feel like, uh, NFT NYC and, and Bitcoin Miami is like the, you know, become the same thing where it's like extremely spread out. And then you just lose everybody sort of, uh, going on their own paths to their own side events at at that point. And, and so, uh, but this, this sounds like, uh, I mean, East Denver was cool, man, but it's it's more of like a dev focused conference, which was a great experience for me. But like my my passion is more on the art side of this like NFT crypto thing. And so, you know, what you're describing speaks to me personally as more of like the type of experience that I'm looking for. But uh, but I, I feel like that that's the way, man. It, otherwise, like everything gets lost in the shuffle. But being able to you know, show up to one place and know, like, there's a whole bunch of people here somewhere. I, I just got to find them, but I'm not going to have to, like, travel to the other side of the city or hop in an Uber to, you know, potentially show up to something that's dead anyway and, you know, all this shit that goes along with it. So um, so that's cool, man. I, I would love to see more stuff like that going on, but it also feels like, uh, you know, some of these, like, big conferences now are on, like, a completely different trajectory. That's, like, the type of thing that they're going for. They're just trying to, like, you know, make as big of a social media splash as, as humanly possible, which, 
yeah. which is what it is. There's always going to be that, but uh, but it's cool to see like sort of the. I guess the dusts settle a little bit around like what's going to stick in these in real life events for, for me personally and like the community that it, within the space that I'm most passionate about. And, uh, and I feel like it's starting to get much clearer now rather than like, you know, a year, two years ago, you look at the calendar and you're like, Oh shit, there's like 20 things going on. Everybody's going to be at something slightly different. Like how do I even decide? Uh, I, I feel like that's getting a little bit easier now. Yeah, yeah. Um, excited for the lessons that other conferences hopefully learn from this. Um, number one, just because it'll make everyone's experiences better. But it's not just like it's um, the NFC Summit doing its own thing. Like folks like you, um, the the Barcelona, I think it's Barcelona, the the polygonal polygonal minds. Um, yeah, event in Valencia. But yes, yeah. same country. Honestly, even Vcon too yes i was gonna I've bring heard, it up as well yeah i've heard really good things about the past two vcons actually like there was that initial bout of fud i guess in the first one like some some stages were probably bigger than they should have been so it looks sort of empty when it wasn't like uh someone uber famous up there or or whatever but everyone's experiences especially this time in indianapolis i think it was it was great um, I was talking to Gabe Weiss about it. He was super excited about it. It had similar vibes. And it's pretty cool how they're choosing like low-key cities, um, or, like Rust Belt cities or whatever. I think that that helps not being in like a major, like the biggest city in the world or something like that, uh, at least in the American context, because it's like the biggest cities are really hard to get around. Yeah. Um I was going to say the same thing at VCon. Uh, you know, I was, I was at VCon last year because I was speaking on a panel and that was, and, and VCon isn't necessarily my bag personally, just in, if I'm curating, you know, in real life events that I'm going to go to uh, it's cool, but it's, it just is a cross section that isn't necessarily specific to what I'm going to in real life events for. However, man, the, that is one thing that they did really, really well last year. And I think uh, I got the impression they did the same thing this year was everything was extremely localized. So there's like a whole bunch of people there, you know, all these people at VCon are at VCon and there's not a whole lot to do at VCon other than go to the main spot. And at the main spot, there's like a decent amount of stuff going on constantly. So uh, it was great in that regards to not have to wake up in the morning and be like okay let me check my calendar let me see where everyone's going to be at let me see if like schedules change and everything it was more just like all right let me you know get some food and mosey on down to the stadium and i'll figure out what's going on from there and it's yeah it's so much less taxing and stressful to be able to maneuver like that you know Dude, the way that you described it that was the feeling of lisbon I, I think there's probably a lot of cross for me not having been to VCon and like you not having been to Lisbon. Like I, we, I think we really need to compare notes. But like talking to um, like Gabe Voice, he he made it seem like it was a very similar feel in that in that aspect. Like how it was structured, like general proximity, like the the conference is like the sort of event where everyone links up with everyone and like ends up looking at or listening to the talks, walking around the venue, and then breaking out together to to do their own things like in a smaller group format like that that's the way i think yeah. that's if all the conferences try to optimize around those guiding principles like super basic framework they're going to create experiences that people 
generally have a very good time at. Um, and the more they can do to be super thoughtful with all the, the in-betweens, like it just, that all goes to serve to making a, a really inspiring um, in real life experience. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool to see like some of these events like lean into the audience that's most passionate about the stuff that, you know, they're there for in the first place. I don't know if I quite said that right, but like, you know, uh, some of them, you know, the ones we've talked about, NFT NYC and stuff, it seemed like they've mostly become like advertising platforms, which again, is like always going to be a thing. Uh, but that that seems like, uh, you know, you're you're a venture capitalist. You just dumped a lot of money into a project. You got to, like, put it in front of uh, as many eyeballs as possible and get your shit on Times Square and, and, you know, all this stuff like that's that's that now. And there's like other variations of that now. But um, it's it's. I feel like we were missing this for a while, like events, you know, Art Basel was, uh, I, I haven't paid too much attention to what's going on with that over the past year or so, but that was like one of the first like uh, real art centric events that I remember like leaning heavily into NFTs early and sort of like uh, was a cool event that at least one of the first or, or second, like early ones that leaned into NFTs. I was like, Ooh, they like tapped into that community that, you know, I was really hoping someone would. And uh, it, it's great to see more of that, man. I, I don't want to end up now with like another 20, like really cool events to have to choose from because everyone figured out how to like lean into the passionate people. Uh, but uh, I, I it, it's nice to have real life gathering points where you don't have to come up with your own purpose for being there <laughs> rather than like actually being able to show up for some like really dope content, which is, you know, I, I think always was the hope. NFT NYC was never really great for that. I mean, you, you and I were there like very, very early on and it, even in its like first iterations, it it wasn't like the best place to go and like watch a presentation on like really interesting stuff. You were still going for like the side conversations and the people and, and everything. So uh, I don't know, man, just, just a ramble that it's, it's refreshing to be able to show up to places or, or being able to count on being able to show up to places and actually like take in content that is interesting and that you can learn something from for once. And uh, you know, has interesting people uh, you know, speaking and everything. I don't know. It's good shit, man. Yeah. And it's just like, I think I mentioned earlier too, but it was just reconfirmation that like folks really did need a break from Twitter and like the digital side of things in particular for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I hope more people that like weren't able to attend it are able to get on their summer vacations and all that good stuff because they just need to recharge and uh, yeah, meet up with good folks and get that, that, that good inspo um, to come back. It was interesting. Like one of the, with with Johan um and then Jonathan before before he got fucking decimated by food poisoning. Um, like we were chatting and, and Johan was asking everyone about like, well what what do you think is next? That question came up a lot. And one of the, the responses that sort of surprised me, but like in retrospect is probably not super surprising, is a lot of a lot of the artists are focusing and working on VRM builds and projects. Yeah. Um I don't know if I should say this one, like one of the godfathers of crypto art who like is very recognizable and like we're friends, like he's a longtime friend of the whip. I don't know if his project is public, so I won't say it now. I'll tell you after we're done recording. Um, but Skinny is working on something. Um, a number of artists are 
And like on top of what uh, Vipe is doing now with, with their VRMs, like kicking that off again after what they've done for years with crypto avatars, everything that like Mooniverse has been doing on the VRM development front, it's we're going in an interest, interesting direction there. So I'm curious to see like where where that path leads folks and how that ends up playing into things. But that was a really interesting like new area that a lot of folks seem to be working on um but still early enough that it's like like, no one knows what the fuck's going to happen in in even a couple months on that front but but that was pretty interesting dude that's that's actually like uh a great transition point because uh you're talking about taking breaks and everything uh the whip will be on a break for uh, a few weeks uh two or three weeks after this week but we're gonna go out with a bang this week uh before summer break with vipe Oh, we got, uh, we got, yeah. we got a whip next week. I've got your crew too. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Two whips before summer break. So uh, we're yeah. definitely going out with a bang between Vipe and Avagachi. Uh, both, uh, coincidentally working on VRM situations. Uh, and, uh, dude, I feel like, uh, I've been giving this a lot of thought recently, man. The, the whip is in like a very cool position with all of the interest being focused on VRMs because, uh, you know, I also am able to see what's in the pipeline and Moniverse and everything. Yeah. And there's a lot of like really dope artists that you and I are familiar with who have VRM projects in the works, uh, both uh, within Moniverse and outside of Moniverse, you know, working around and everything. And uh, the whip is is pretty cool, man. Uh, you know, I had a lot of conversations recently with uh, cool VRM projects and creators about how, you know, the whip is very desirable for people who are making VRMs because we give those creators a platform to show them off like across many worlds, you know, across many weeks, you know, so being able to show off their stuff in like HyperFi and then Moniverse and then on cyber. And you know what I mean? Having a plat, having like a true, like metaverse agnostic uh, platform where people can use these, you know, metaverse agnostic assets is like a really interesting development that I, I feel like is maybe, uh, you know, sort of trending towards one another between our angle with being able to host events like that. And now people actually making projects that, uh, you know, sort of want that type of use case and exposure and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, damn, dude, were we that far out in front with this shit? <laughs> I don't know. We'll we see. We we really were, dude. We, it's been years in the making for people to like sort of catch up to where we are. Um, but I'm here for it. Like, and we set ourselves up to be as like lightweight and nimble as possible. Um, this might be our know. time, man. Huh? This might be our time. I mean, what you were sharing with me in the uh, the DMs with uh, projects that are coming in and like looking to try to to help us out because they have things that are like that dovetail um, with the virtual worlds and yeah, like the promotion from the whip. Like, very excited for for that, but also just like because it's still fucking fun, man. Yeah, like we're yeah. Let's tease something that we're probably going to do in July, but like bring your kid to the whip day. Um, yeah. Something for for years here and there, like members of the Whip Fam would bring their kids to hang out and like <laughs> fly in and like see what's going on, right? And why not make a, a proper event out of it? Introduce what a lot of these kids maybe now are, are working on in terms of like new projects. Um, like I heard, I don't know if it was you or Johan talking about some crazy shit that Queen artist's son is working on. Um, but like 
your son's like kicking the tires for years and who knows like what projects he's been working on. would love to shine a spotlight on that and see how the, how the youth of, of the metaverse are, are thinking about this whole space um, because they're really the future. And <laughs> to have like a, a platform where we can like run these kind of experiments and have these cool experiences and like be ready for like the next next on the bleeding edge. That's wild. It's it's just yeah. honestly super thankful. Dude, I, I feel like we should like really, you know, let's see how the first one goes. But uh, I think it will be really fun. And I think, you know, it's worth considering making it like, I don't know, maybe like a quarterly thing or a biannual thing or like whatever, because uh, a lot of a lot of people in the space who have been here for a long time have kids, right? Who have yeah. like, you know, grown up watching them tinker around with this stuff and uh it's cool, man. As soon as I think it was Johan's idea when we were in the whip meeting the other day uh, to do something like this. And I was just like, yes, dude, like it's time, time to bring the fam into the fam. Right. And like, you know, we're the ones to like, you know, show the next generation how to, you know, use this shit and like, you know, stay true to the types of stuff that we were brought up on within the space and everything. So uh, I don't know, man, I love it. And, and a hundred percent with you, dude. Like, I, I feel like, the the whip wouldn't be what it was or in a cool position to be on the you know receiving end of all this cool tech that's coming out if we weren't keeping it fun and lightweight and willing to iterate and pivot and tinker around and uh i feel like we you know that that cred has been slowly piling up for a long time and uh it it, it feels good it feels good boom boom um, yeah, that feels like a perfect place to to wrap up on, dude. Yeah. Teeth the whip. It's gonna be a banger this week. Really excited for the vibe crew. Um has been cooking up. And if you haven't like scooped a new avatar from their project, go over there. I don't know how many are left, but it's like point zero zero five E. It's a no brainer. Scooped one. Um yeah. Excited, dude. Yeah, we're getting alpha on their roadmap too before the public release at the whip. So, you know, Vipe is fam. They're going to share some cool stuff with us. And uh, yeah, should be awesome. Boom. There we go. Um, all right. Let me let me save this and uh, I'll see you on Thursday in the metaverse then. One second. Dragon 8 and insert funny elevator music. Dude, did you see my latest DM to you? Dragon 8 and Dragon 8's mom can hear this, but not for public consumption. Oh, shit. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Dragon 8, if you have any cool, cool ideas, and also Dragon 8's mom, any cool ideas, there we go. It's I, don't know, I don't know if Dragon 8 has any idea what we're talking about. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dragon, 8, Dragon 8 knows all the things, dude. Does he? Did you tell him? Of course. Yeah, good, good, good. Dragon 8 says no. Awesome, man. Awesome, man.